Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. Well, guess where you are? You are in Georgia Radio land, listening to Wade and Matt on Georgia Radio and our weekly Tuesday night edition of Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio. And uh, it's good to be with you tonight, Matt. Well, it's good to be with you, Brother Wade. We're live from the uh, Big Red Barn tonight at Fairchance Farm. I didn't need a corn crib anymore, but I needed a radio studio. So it's always good to be back here and uh, work in the the mother studio of Georgia Radio. Well, it's good. Thanks. Sounded good. Uh, Did you get any rain? You know, it skirted. I I was out uh, mowing earlier today. Imagine that, being on property and having to mow. Yeah. But uh, I was mowing up around the house and uh, out by the garden and that kind of stuff. It never got any rain, not even a spit. Well, it didn't rain here. It stormed and around. And uh, listen, some farmers, there's corn in Tattnall, Evans County, and Manor County. I, I see that one rain would make it mad. One rain. It's right at that stage where it'd be a mm. good corn. And if it doesn't get it, it will fail. And if it does get it, it'd be a good crop. And Well, and tomorrow so, is supposed to just be yeah, a, a good chance of rain tomorrow. A lot of them got rain today, and there were some storms around. And, and uh, so... Yeah, and what's funny, there were storms around. I was talking to my brother, Randall, uh, who was at the gathering with us, uh, which we'll yeah. be covering in a minute. Uh, he dri- he's all log. He drives a log truck, as I do. And he was, I was on the phone with him. Of course, we were on our Bluetooth. We were hands-free. You, know. you were in a safe was, place, Wade. Yes, in a safe place. And uh, he was headed to to Collins, Georgia, to the mill there with a load of putwood. And he came. He said, boy, this wind's getting rough. Oh, it's getting raining. And then he said, oh, my, oh, oh. I said, what? He said, well, he almost, he almost had an accident because people wow. stopped suddenly. And it was, a tree had blown across the road. And so he was aggravated, of course, because, you know, you couldn't go proceed. You're going to wait till the state highway people get there to take the tree out of the road. So traffic was just stopped. Well, I was talking to my buddy, Adam Thompson, who works with us with Sands Logging, one of my coworkers, and he was not about 40 minutes behind me. Now, he was, this was 20, 30, 20 minutes later and 40 miles uh, east and we were talking, and he said, boy, this wind is getting up. It's starting to rain. And he said, uh-oh. And I said, oh, a tree in the road? He said, yeah, a tree in the road. So he had the same thing happen. Wow. And I said, what is the odds within 20 minutes talking to two drivers hauling loads of pulpwood in that far apart, different counties, that had trees fall across the road? So be careful out there. When there's storms, you, know, you can be on a tree before you know it, and that rain, it'll hide in the rain, and you won't see it. So that that just made me mindful today. We, yeah. we need to be careful. It's storm season, and when there's storms, we need to rain, but we need to be careful and mindful of the dangers. But no one was hurt there at either one of those instances. They just just came came to mind that I wanted to mention that. Well, look at Harvey. Uh, Harvey Williams was out uh, the other week. Remember that? And trees were snapping. Yeah, and the hailstorm. Yeah, yeah, trees popping all around. But the Lord looked after him, and and as He did with uh, Randall and Adam today. And uh, uh, so you know, but it's like I say, it's something that we've been. When the storms come, you need to get in a safe place, and and uh, if you can, just stop, wait, and uh, you know, get in a safe place, pull over, whatever. But um, yeah, we we hopefully we have rain where we need it, and we as we know the the Bible says the Lord causes the rain to fall on the just as well as the unjust, and so we can't choose where we get rain. Rain falls where it will. Well, that's true. 
And yeah. you're you're right. I mean, we do need some of these uh, these farmers. Like you said, they're just one good rain away from having, it's heartbreaking a, having a great Man, crop. It, it, you know, when I, I see the weather news people, and they barely, they rarely mention those things, and I, I see it, and I think this is something that we need to be aware of. That, that you, you think about a farmer. You've got hundreds of acres of corn, say, and that corn is right where, as I was saying, it's right there. It's right there, so close. That one rain, and you see crowds in the distance, and these storms are so hit and miss. Somebody might get it, you might not. Yeah. You you wrote a, a piece uh, the other day, and I, I thought you'd had one like it uh, before, talking about how everybody kind of moved to town. Uh, oh yeah, at a yeah. certain point, and I and I thought you know it just with you talking about that, it's a moment like that where you're one, you're just one good rain away, yep. that uh, that makes you start to think, boy, why you know why am I doing this? Uh, yeah, I wrote about the, that uh, time in, in the life of a lot of people I, I knew in the 1960s and 70s sure. when they they were no longer farming or, or farm workers, and they made the decision to move to town. That was hard to leave the farm, um, and my grandparents did, and a lot of great aunts and uncles and aunts and uncles, and it was not easy to do. But, you know, it was nice to come move into a better housing uh, some of them had indoor plumbing for the first time, Matt, when they moved to town. And uh, that's that was not as big a deal to them as it would be to us when we're used to it. But it was a good a good move for many. But I remember when my grandparents lived out, I was a little bitty fellow. I remember going out there on the farm, and Grandpa still had a mule. And, and I remember they had chickens, and I I remember Daddy, they, I spent the day. I must have been two years old. I can remember when I was two. And I remember Daddy picking, coming, driving up that long driveway across the field to their house. And I remember going out on the porch to, and Ma and Pa walking out with me. And she gave me a little sack brown bag with brown eggs in it to give to Mama. She was sending those eggs home, and I remember that. But most of my life, they lived in town. I don't remember much. Just those fleeting images of them living on the farm. And it was a, you know constant topic of conversation it was back when they lived on the farm back when they were on the farm but when most of my life uh they they had it was after they moved to town and it there's a that that's something that uh we we don't think about those turning points those those uh, uh talk about a paradigm shift that is a paradigm shift when you've lived all your life on a farm and you leave it and move to town well people say well you'll like it there well you there are good points but they sure left a lot of things behind you know, and you hear that story from so many people, especially as they aged and and thought about those modern conveniences, and they'd worked so hard for all that stuff, and and then they they get it, and it's it, the trade off is it's it's what people see today, who are going from the city to the farm for that very right. reason. You take well, the hard you know, with it, Matt. What we don't, uh, what we're not used to, we don't miss. I can remember well, but not having uh, air conditioning. I can remember not having air conditioning at home and or school and those things and riding in cars that didn't have air. And we didn't. It got hot, but we didn't. We were not miserable. We not like we are now. I can walk. <laughs> I can walk outside to get my pickup from AC in the house to auto air conditioning, and that just few moments it seems like an excruciating journey. 
and we didn't we didn't get we never suffered that we never thought about that back then but only after we got used to these things did did we uh come to appreciate them and, and expect them well you um, know when you live that way too i i know when i go out west or where you know if i'm I'm traveling or whatever, and I get to a place that doesn't have air conditioning because it doesn't need air conditioning. My in-laws' house doesn't have air conditioning. And I sleep better. I feel better. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not living in that, that refrigerated air, as my mother-in-law calls it, or, you know, these, these, uh, these (laughs) air-conditioned rooms that, that take all the humidity. You know, when you, when you don't have it, you you don't miss it. But I, I know when I'm out west, if you're in Wyoming or if you're up in Idaho up there in the, the mountains and whatnot, boy, you just feel good. Matt, I can remember uh, when we didn't have air conditioning, uh, my parents and the other family members, older family members didn't have air conditioning either. They decried air conditioning. They, uh, they, they, you know, oh, air conditioning is to keep you sick all the time. Right. You know, <laughs> go in there, get hot, go in there and cool down, and get, you'll be sick all right. the blame time. And I remember buying like, grandmas and great old ladies window unit she went put in one room when it gets hot go in that room they wouldn't use it you know yeah and uh but once we got used to it 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 never made us sick (laughs) yeah (laughs) we never we never mentioned all that again nobody brought up the fact that that was wrong uh yeah but i had a great aunt cleo rogers up at kite and uh she would she was one of those that she and uncle frank they um they finally did. He, you know, he owned a, a couple of hundred, more than a two hundred acre farm, and and had money saved, worked hard all their lives, and and but they didn't have running water until uh, they finally turned a back room into a bathroom and put plumbing in and got a deep well. And but they could have afforded one years before. It wasn't money, and they just didn't see the need for all that. But uh, they never did have air conditioning, and I remember when they didn't have television. You know, but. Uh, well, I don't have that today either, and I don't miss it. Well, I, Uncle Frank's, <laughs> they lived in an old house that my great-grandmother once lived in in the uh, late 1800s. And uh, when Uncle Frank, they didn't ever have children. We'd spent the summers with them and loved them. But Uncle Frank, his mother died, and he moved her house. Her house was newer. He moved it down there beside their house for them to live in, and Aunt Cleo wouldn't move in it. They had two houses <laughs> side by side. Uh, Matt, Aunt Cleo finally, now she was, I've written about her, and you'll have to read that post. So she was um, tall and thin and wrinkled and had hair that when she unwound it, you know, unbraided it and uncoiled it, it reached the floor. And uh, she wore wiring glasses, and she wore dresses and aprons and men's brogans and socks rolled down. She had hose and then men's crew socks rolled down to her brogans, and she just worked her whole life. She was a hardworking old lady, and and she and Uncle Frank, but uh, he moved that house there, and she wasn't going to stay in it. And she finally did get to where she would stay in it, but she wouldn't cook in it. She wouldn't cook in Miss Rogers' mm. kitchen. She just didn't. They, she never was too crazy about her mother-in-law. But just they lived at, <laughs> they lived in those two houses for a long time before they ever made the full transition of of getting in in the in the newer house. But she never would cook cook on uh, Miss Rogers' stove or cook in that kitchen. She would, they'd go over there and she would cook in their old house and then they'd go back over there during, later in the day. But they don't make people like that now. They no, really they don't. don't. They don't. They don't. I remember going to, uh, and if you've ever been to Oxford, Mississippi, if you can yes, go into uh, to William Faulkner's old house. And, right. 
you stand there in the Let's bedroom there. Well, you stand there in the bedroom where he died, you know, and you, you're looking right. around in that room. I've seen pictures of it. And and the first thing his wife put in after he died, uh, she used the money from, I believe, his uh, his Nobel Prize uh, to buy a, a window unit air conditioner. He wouldn't have one have in that one. house, yep. <laughs> you know, in, in Oxford, Mississippi. But I'll tell you what, it's summertime in the south, and uh, it, it's going to be hot. You called it. You said it's going to be hot next week. It is hot. 101 in Dublin today and 100 in Athens. I mean, they say it's going to be 103 to 106 some days next week. Actual air temperature, not, uh, not, in, not uh, hotter next week. Yes, not yes. heat index. Ow! Conway yeah. just bit me, y'all. Well, I've been hearing him down there in the floor. Yeah, he's, he's having a conniption fit here. If you hear him, well, he's I want to, my arm. I want to talk about Conway and uh, the line, the line that stole the show this weekend. By the way, if you want to call in here, uh, we're going to start talking about memories tonight from and fun moments that, that you and I had that we that we didn't get to necessarily share on the radio show, but fun things that we got to see and do at the gathering. Here's a number if you want to call in, 678-390-8633. Write it down, 678-390-8633. It's on the website, before we by do the that, way. I want, you know who I want to mention? Who do you want to mention before we take a break? Well, that's what I'm doing. There's some great people that that uh, that make this possible. There are. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, not Lester Rollbottoms. No, not Lester Rollbottoms. Yeah. And not not, not Ray Lynn Danvers. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're talking about Good. Steve Meeks. I'm talking about the Meeks Brothers Cattle Company and, and the Meeks family. Yeah. And their cows. Oh, their cows are so sweet. They're nice cows. They have wonderful Happy cows. cows. Yeah. Happy cows. And they really are. It's a local family-owned company. A lot of y'all met them, uh, uh, Steve and his sons, there um, uh, Saturday. They were kind and gracious. gave the, They gave the door prizes and they they greeted some people and and um, they've they've been really kind to us. And 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 it is wonderful to have a sponsor that you really proud. I hear I've seen broadcasters and uh, real broadcasters, and I'm not, uh, and people that you know celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> they always say, "Well, we vet our advertiser. We we only we don't advertise anything we don't use." Or and I wonder about that if how how uh, um, the veracity of that. But I can promise you, uh, Meeks Brothers Cattle Company, it, they have just a a fine selection of local grass fed, grain finished beef. Some of the finest you you will put in your mouth or your freezer for later use and it comes back and packed you can buy a whole cow a half a quarter it's whatever amount you want and uh keep in the freezer up to three years and you look for them on facebook meeks brothers cattle company and you won't go wrong you'll love it yeah good stuff we'll be right back georgia radio on your phone in your home everywhere you go When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Fastest break in the radio business. I'll yes. tell you, Wade. We're quick draw when it comes to right. breaks. Yeah. Quick draw, McGraw. I'll tell you, the gathering was just a lot of fun. It was so great to it get was. to see everybody. And, and Lord of mercy, the potato salad. <laughs> when I ate my share, but I, I kind of got a reputation for Well, when when by the time I let everybody go for it, by the time I went in there, a lot of the food that I would have eaten was gone. But I didn't miss it. I, uh, I ate some great food, and I did get a lot of potato salad. That was good taste. I love Man, potato alive. salad. I walked in there, and you and Harvey, you had... <laughs> You know, I said, wait, we got to start the gospel singing. You said, we, I, I am eating. Yeah, you can go fly away. Yeah, yeah. go fly yeah. all the way. Go fly away. <laughs> I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to have my potato salad. Speak, we'll, you know, I will say, go ahead and jump to something that you probably didn't know. Um, after the gathering, uh, Chris Adams came to the gathering. He's on, you'll see his name is C.B. Adams, but he's Chris, yeah, right. young man. And he and I, he and Harvey and myself, afterwards, as tired as I was, Chris wanted to see that, uh, and Chris is a fantastic young man, full of sure knowledge and, and eagerness to learn and teach and pass on. And his age, he amazes me. He's like Jesus and amazing the elders. And I, I, I look at that young man. And I said, "Wow, that he, he impressed me." And very few young people they impress me as he does. But he wanted to go to the Roundtree Log Cabin, Log House, and. So I said, told him how to get there, and then I said, no, Chris, I, as tired as I am, we're go, I'm going with you. So Harvey and myself and Chris, we all went over there, and we had a good time. But uh, thanks for that, Harvey and Chris both. As tired as I was and bad as I felt, I thank God we went over and did that. All right, now back to the gathering. It was the, the everything. Somebody asked me, said, well, how was it? How did? How was your gathering? And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Hold on one second. I, I got it. Okay. You took me over there one day. Yes. Right. And as we're walking in. Uh, and we're stepping over, we're stepping over, we're stepping over logs. Wade says to me, he says, you know, out in the, out in the woods these days, uh, around these parts, uh, the rattlesnakes don't rattle anymore. In fact, uh, they don't <laughs> rattle anymore because, you know, all the ones that do rattle have been shot and, right. and eradicated. So now it, natural selection weeded yeah, out the rattlers. They don't only the ones much. that don't rattle. Uh, are, are left and and as a kid i i vividly remember a friend of mine stepping over a log and getting bit and then you share a story about a guy who yeah. stepped over a log and got bit and here we are yeah. walking down this path with nothing but what logs, logs. well logs. Yeah. Well, they were out there you just didn't see them. i just they're didn't there. see it because they're they're not going to say anything anymore they're just they're gonna they're just viciously gonna bite you it's the amazing Chris is, things uh, great. listen don't I know Meeks Brothers has to just thank God that they got hooked up with some <laughs> an outfit where you learn. That's right. <laughs> you just sponsor a show where right. people learn such useless crap. Right. As, <laughs> as you will learn well, from Georgia Folk Farm Life and Georgia Folk Farm Life Radio. So what I was yeah, going to so, say is, Chris, no sooner than, than, than you took him out there, he posted that picture with of himself with a you know with a cotton, cotton mouth. mouth just laying there like yeah just, and he's you know, you know all but petting him i think right i like yeah and where was harvey harvey would be down there with his face in it, you know yeah. with, taking his picture you know right well harvey would have the, the snake would have come over to get touched up with powder and yeah well he had first. chris and then you know do a selfie together him and the right. snake like put your right. head down there next to his and right and it would have been fine you know <laughs> act like y'all like each other <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right we'll take your picture i don't but know how he does it that what we got sidetracked here, on, but on that that uh, trip that we took after the gathering, but it was a long day, but it was a good day. We had, like I say, the food was fantastic. Thank you, uh, Chris Clifton, and the guys in the program cooked, and all everybody that brought food, and uh, even the ones that had the 
you know, the fingernails and eyelashes in it, it was still good. That was fun, wasn't it? It was a good that time. I've fun. never seen. I'll tell you, the poor lady. That, that was a joke, y'all. That was part of the gag that I pulled on some of them at the at the at the gathering at the radio show. So yeah. <laughs> the poor lady that uh, that had the rutabagas. She was she was laughing. You couldn't see her laughing when you took that candle back, but but she yeah, was laughing. Candle, I, I took her a scent. I said, "Who brought the rutabagas?" The lady raised her hand. I said, "Here you go." And I brought her a scented candle. I said, "You'll need that." And, and uh, <laughs> I was going to another one. I, I was going to ask somebody who made a certain dish when they raised their hand. I was I I have an old Betty Crocker cookbook. I was going to give them like, "Here, you need this," but I couldn't find my Betty Crocker cookbook. So yeah, we ran out of time. And we ran out of time. So that's I ran the, out of yeah. That's the only problem. And you know the tyranny of the clock on a radio show is is uh, is always hanging. It's like the yeah. sword of Damocles is hanging up there. It's hanging up there. And and I felt badly too because we were being respectful of of Tommy Brandt coming in right afterwards. Right. right. Um, and everybody just kinda went out when we went out and we yeah, were just I, trying we to had clear a the stage. Time, but, you know, yeah. I was like, uh, well we'll say, well when we got up and left Everybody got up and well, left. I got up. See, I, I take. I had to take Conway home. Conway, if you were there, Conway didn't have wasn't having it. He just like, uh, well, what did he do when it, on the way well, in? Well, I was going to say that was the that was, you know, I've heard from a, several people who said that line stole the show, and I didn't even hear it. I didn't either. But I went back and I listened to the podcast, which, by the way, is posted now. And yeah. when Conway walks in and you say, "Come here." you know, come here, little dog or baby dog, whatever, whatever yeah. you said, somebody speaks up and they said, he's peeing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, bless his heart. He, yeah, he just, just scared he him, you know, me. poor little guy. Well, he, he saw me and it was like, he, uh, he had been held outside. And I'll tell you another funny thing that you didn't know about it. And I hope Alex Davis and them appreciate this. It's funny. I had Conway out front with Brian Sparks and Kenneth Sparks, the Sparks family, that, that, you know, like my family there, they were out front and they had Conway and I was going to be on the stage and give, uh, Brian, the sign, he was standing inside. His son, Kenneth, was outside with Conway, and I was going to say, you know, give him a sign with the finger. Not that kind of finger, but a good sign with, you know, thumbs up, like bring in Conway. And when you, and I wasn't sure, <laughs> and you started saying, now, our next uh, performer is, he he doesn't have to drive. He he gets carried to his, wherever he wants to go, and he doesn't have to cook his own meals. And I thought, oh, okay, it's time for Conway. And I just gave Brian the thumbs up, and Brian opened the door, and then I realized you were not talking about Conway. You were talking about Alex, the banjo player. <laughs> Conway. And I'm doing both hands like, no! <laughs> they, they aborted the Conway mission, and he went and they took him back outside. And it was like, it was, nobody saw that except. <laughs> well, you know, hey. Me and Brian. <laughs> we'll have it down by the, by the second time we get ready to do this, and we are going to do it again. We are going to, and that's one thing we want to talk about tonight. We're getting close to the end of the show, but we've learned a few things. The way to learn is to do, and we did, and uh, we've had gatherings before, but it's the first time we've had the, the, the old-time radio hour. It was fabulous. I love it, and we're going to do it again, and we're going to have, have the gatherings. I'm not sure when and where, uh, but um, we will be doing more, and, of course, we're going to make some changes. We'll learn, and, and they'll get better, and we're, yeah. you're going to love it. You're going to well, we're looking for a way, too, to uh, to – to see how we can have some fun together and have have uh, have the live the live show and a way to visit and and have the social part of it too. We're yep. also looking for theaters. If you have a theater in your hometown 
uh, that you'd like us to consider for the event, uh, please say so because uh, we're we're looking and uh, we got to find one. Got to find got to find a good one to to go to and and one that we can we can put it in. You know, there's a lot of people. I I was talking back and forth uh, the other day. Uh, with a particular country western singer and he told me he said you know he said we just don't get airplay anymore and the great thing about georgia radio is we give them airplay we give them all the airplay we can give them we got the guys coming up we got the guys who are established but just don't get airplay anymore because nobody listens uh well they don't it's not that nobody listens it said nobody plays real country music anymore now we do that's right you know we do here but but that that goes few and far between on on terrestrial radio, AM and FM. So the great thing about here is that you can, you know, we can do that. And so we're looking for a home for this because we want to, we want to bring up the talent Uh, guys like Mark Ware that are, that are doing good and, and coming up. We want to, we want to bring in the bluegrass guys that are. Yeah, I I would like to have some bluegrass. And and I'll tell you, I think if, uh, well, I know, Matt, that if we find a theater in your town, an old theater that's been restored, an old, or if you've got an old uh, old auditorium that, that's, that's a good venue, and that we can come and bring a stage show like we did uh, uh, Saturday at New Beginnings in Christ, it might not be in conjunction with an actual gathering, but we say, look, let's get together in the community of Georgia Folk and Farm Life, you're in that area. And tell everybody and and put the notice out there. We'll fill up. We'll pay and sell tickets and and uh, pay its way. It'll make money. Not it'll be affordable, but it will uh, uh, it it will uh, be something that people w- will absolutely love. And if we bring it to your hometown, you got to help us out. And I think they'll do it. I believe it'll be a success. And I think we can we can uh, work on that. You know, you know, somebody even commented to me. They said it was just refreshing to hear a show. Uh, open with a prayer, and I thought, well, you know, I mean, that. that how I else would you open prayer, it? Murphy. You know, yeah, well, yeah, and and because we're not, uh, we're not NPR, and we're not ABC, CBS, and we're not, we're Georgia Radio, and what is Georgia Radio? It is Christian people. Amen. Yeah. It's Christian people welcoming other Christian people and non-Christians. We're, we, of course, we've got non-Christian people, uh, and we and, and they love being a part of it. But it's it's predominantly uh, Christian, and uh, and we're inclusive of if you're the, we love our, our Jewish members on Georgia Folk and Farm Life, and we've got a lot. And but it's it's uh, the culture of the South. The conservative old school heritage that's getting lost in the shuffle—that's what we want and and promote. And and that kind of a day like we had Saturday—that's what it's all about. And it's getting hard to find. And we're going to—we're we're into preservation, Matt, aren't we? Well, I'll tell you the, the best part new about ground, it. You know, setting. In other words, we we take old. We want to take some old ideas and make new things out of them in a way that people will love it and want to be a part of participate in well and and just celebrate all i mean celebrating all walks of life uh, gets yeah. a bad rap i mean um when you hear when you hear about some of this stuff everybody kind of rolls their eyes but if you looked yeah. around that room down there at uh, at the gathering there were all walks of life uh in yeah. that room and and honestly if you look at we, we had we had listeners and i'll say this um we had over 692 uh, people tune in. We th- well, let me say it better. The stream was accessed 692 times 
uh, during that broadcast. We had a reach well, of over... Well, it was live, right. Yeah, the show itself had a social media reach of over 114,000 people. We had over 9,500 interactions. That means people interacted on social media uh, with posts about the show and whatnot. They commented, they liked it. But here's the number that gets me. This is... We had 125 hours listened to for that program a hundred and live live 125 hours so that means individual ears who listened during that broadcast added up to over 125 hours so total hours listened to and and here's the thing we had 187 people show up it's an hour from the nearest highway wade yeah we're back in in the booth i mean so it and 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 this is the number that gets me because we spent zero, yes, zero dollars advertising it. Yep. It was all you. It was, it was. all it was all you Georgia showing up people. And, right. and folks on Georgia Radio coming out. And you know, that's that just tells me that there's a need for this. So if there's somebody well, out know, there that wants like, to help, we'd love to have it, them help. That's like, Hee Haw is not out there anymore. And we're not gonna be hee haw. We can't do but there's there is a a hunger for that type of thing, the the the, the an older, uh, a more innocent, uh, fun, clean family, uh, heartfelt and rural, yes, rural uh, entertainment. Yeah, the only thing that was making any noise on the broadcast ahead of time, if you heard it, was the uh, were the pivots running across the streets, and then they finally <laughs> shut off <laughs> in between the fields. But you know. Uh, that was the only they make it any noise. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's just going to be so much fun. When we go to a theater, it'll be fun, but I'll, I'll yep. always remember that first show. We've got to go first. back. We raised over $6,000. Oh, close over around $6,500 for Nubians and Christ. And, and all and of it was I, a bit and of I'm, And I'm sure that we have some of our members that will continue to contribute to New Beginnings, and, and uh, that's a blessing. Sure uh, I'll tell you, I, um, Pastor Mike and Wendell, uh, those that, Joanna Axon was sick and had a flu and couldn't come. Anna uh, Axon Coward, was, uh, their daughter, was uh, on vacation, and she was sorry she couldn't be there. But Jeff Rains was preaching elsewhere, and I blessed that. I was thinking, I, I wish Jeff could have been there, but he's all preaching, and he, that's doing Lord's work, so we couldn't complain about that. But Wendell and Mike and Miss Pat and and all and and they all loved it. They I talked to them today and they and, and yesterday and they've just uh they it was a blessing. The guys in the program same way. Everybody I talked to uh enjoyed it. And uh so yes, we it's a learning process. We will and we'll do it again and we're gonna do it better. And yeah, we just appreciate y'all being there. I gotta tell you, tomorrow yep. uh Doug Stone's on the show. Good. I'm looking forward to that. You know, we're 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 giving away tickets to his big show in Noonan. Uh, coming up this weekend on Friday, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Doug Stone live this Friday night. So if you want to go see him, uh, get your tickets right now. Uh, they're at itickets.com. You can go uh, log on there. And, you know, there is no nicer Georgian than Doug Stone. Right. Uh, I was talking to him the other day, and he, he said, you know, he said, uh, I'm happier now than I've ever been. And it's... Uh, and he'll talk about this tomorrow, just uh, good. Uh, getting right with the Lord where he's at in his life. And uh, he's he's looking forward to coming home to Georgia. And I, I'll tell you, uh, Noonan, I second that. You know, yeah. Noonan, what a town. I mean, Alan Jackson's hometown. And 
Yeah, uh, a lot's happened in Noonan. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's going to be great to see him. And and this is the cool thing. He's not bringing a band. He's not bringing anything because he knows these are the people who love him the most. Yeah, Doug is going to show up, and he's going to play this entire show with just himself and the guitar. Acoustic guitar. So where, I, I mean, how cool is that to get to go That's see right. it is. a guy with so many number ones? I, I mean, uh, I thought it was you. Uh, better off in a pine box. I mean, I, the, the hits just go on and on and on with Doug Stone. So he's going to be on tomorrow morning, and we're going to talk and have a good time. And I hope I see you out there Friday night uh, with me. I'm going to be there Friday night uh, in the lobby meeting everybody when they come in. And uh, it's just going to be a great night down there uh, to see some more real country music. And a, a guy that we can celebrate here in Georgia as one of our own. Amen. Well, call me when you're on air tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll have a little fun on air tomorrow. I'm gonna call you, Wade. Great hearing your voice, brother Wade. You want to tell them goodbye? Yes, I do. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight and listening on the podcast, and uh, just just thank you for everything you do for us and, and helping make with our success. God bless every one of you. Thank you. All right, amen to that, brother Wade. Are, are you uh, you're not putting those overalls on Conway tonight, are you? Nope. I, like I said, that'd be like putting a, a, a brassiere on a tomcat. Yeah, and then people say, well, how do you know what that? I really don't. I just made that up. But, uh, yeah, I've never actually done that. That got me thinking about doing it, though. You know, like, you got that bobcat out back. You might try to right. wrestle. We, we have to go try and see how it works out. All right. Sounds good, Brother Wade. So long. Stay, right. stay cool. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. That's what I grew up listening to. Georgia Radio. We love you more than peanuts and peaches. So glad you're here.